0: Welcome to The Trainers' Tribe, a podcast for group fitness business owners who want a reliable business that gives them the freedom and impact they desire. My name is Kyle Wood, and I'm joined by Dale Sidebottom. We're the first people to tell you that working harder or working longer is not necessary. We've both built successful boot camps and created profitable online businesses, which has given us the lifestyles that we love. How Do you build a fitness business that's both profitable and that you love working on? That's why we created this podcast. Let's dive into today's episode. Welcome to episode 11 of the Trainers Tribe. Have you ever wondered how some boot camps create that magnetism that just seems to? draw in really good clients and really good trainers, and they just seem to thrive and go from strength to strength. Well, my guest today owns one of those boot camps. Vanessa Birch is the co-founder of Momentum Boot Camps, which is based in Singapore. In this episode, we go into the behind the scenes of what happens with their boot camp and what goes on in the mind of someone who creates something like this which <laughs> makes her sound kind of crazy but it's not and there's some really fantastic stuff in here about mindset about balancing a family and a job you know and a business great stuff in there about working with a business partner if that's something you're already doing or thinking of doing and some really good stuff in there about how to create a team of awesome trainers who are just as invested in your business as you are. So if any of that sounds interesting to you, you're going to love today's episode. Really looking forward to sharing it with you. Let's dive in. So we'll, I think we'll double back on this later and go into a bit more detail, but I'm just curious, how long has Momentum Bootcamps been running?
1: I launched Momentum in September 2014. So I had uh, taken six months off work altogether prior to launching because we had adopted our little boy and he was five months at the time. So Mm -hmm. when he was about 11 months, I was very much itching to do something. And yeah, that's when momentum started. So Mm -hmm. September 2014, we're coming up to our second year anniversary soon. Mm
0: -hmm. And you guys just run groups, group stuff?
1: Yeah, currently now it's a small group training. So we really wanted to specialize in up to 16 clients at a time. On average, we have about 10 clients that attend a session across all of our sessions. So some are a lot more popular than others. So we have sessions that are in the CBD that are well populated. Some in the botanical gardens, we always get our max numbers there. But yeah, some other sessions we might get on average four to six to sometimes eight, and that's even nicer as well. It's nice just to know your group and really know their strengths. So yeah, we've... We specialise just in group training. We don't do uh, personal training on the side. We've now ventured into corporate training. We start tomorrow, actually, with PayPal in Singapore. And, yeah, we're just growing where the needs have been with our clients, where they've really discussed, you know, things that they really want to get better at. That's how we've looked to try and improve and cater to that. So through all the group training that we do, we've had a lot of people that have been very keen to do to be better at running and to be more confident at running. So then we've ventured into running clubs and, yeah, running programs to suit them. So where the needs have, have definitely come up, we've, we've been able to respond
0: to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so how many, like roughly how many different clients will you see in a week then?
1: On average, I don't know, so right now we have 17 classes a week. And we're a little oh. bit smaller now just because we've got, a lot of our clients are actually American and European, and so they go home for the summer break for long periods of time, so that really impacts okay. our class. Numbers. But, yeah, we've got 17 classes that are running currently, and we probably see, I don't know if 10, so anywhere between 150 to 200 clients
0: mm-hmm. in that time. Cool. hmm And yeah, uh, we have a
1: few defenders too. So we have clients that are very keen to come back, you know, three times a week or four times a week, and we'll keep us a right. go. got to make sure that our programs are sharp.
0: that's good yeah we'll get results fast or those results more than uh you know absolutely once a week absolutely so you answered my next question there which was how many sessions a week do you run you said you did 17 (laughs) so will you ramp that up during i guess
1: so come september september for us is a big one again that's you know launching or going into our anniversary month but Next week we're going to be launching uh, Keppel Bay, which is uh, another location here. So that will be our seventh, eighth location. We're then going to add Sentosa, which is a, a kind of a beach part of, of Singapore. So we're just a small island, and Sentosa's kind of where it's like I guess the Bondo Beach of of yeah. Singapore, where it's quite affluent, um, beautiful location, and it's just beautiful, It's right, on the beach. So we're excited to to launch that in a couple of weeks. Or two. So yeah.
0: Awesome. So, and you're located in Singapore, obviously. Yes. And... Uh, I've
1: been here for about four and a half years with my husband and our family.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah. And with this next question, maybe we'll get back into this again later, but what does the boot camp or your business or your life being successful look like to you?
1: I think it's having the harmony between all those things. I think we've got a really... I'm really grateful that we I launched Momentum when I did and I um within the first month found myself a really great business partner and easily said without her, without having her as my, you know, partner in crime, this wouldn't be where I wouldn't have the business I have. Mm-hmm. So I'm very grateful that I've been able to grow something very organically and it has been that. We haven't done a lot of marketing or advertising and it's grown the way it's grown and we're so grateful for how it's gone but yeah just I think having that also takes and relieves the pressure so that you can also focus on family and then you can also focus on things that you want to do and do well I think that's the I think for most people in life is trying to create that harmony and that balance and some weeks you get it right some weeks you don't but when you feel like you do, that's certainly success for me because I feel like I'm a good mum. I feel like I'm, you know, being able to really follow up with clients and, you know, give my website or give my business partner or um, give my trainers, you know, the attention that they need. And so I think when, when things are humming, that's 100% success, you know, and I just feel like I've got, you know, I've been able to do two or three boot camps in the morning and then I can run down to the park with my kids and go headfirst down a slippery slide with them. You know, that's good villain, That's a that's a, a win.
0: But what about the weeks where you don't feel like you're finding that harmony?
1: Yeah, it's tough, you know. it's. I think you just keep on resetting and I think well, I have a to-do list that's always growing. But I think when you just start going, okay, when things aren't humming and things are, you know, it just it feels like the grind, just think about what's one thing that I can get through today uh-huh. that just chips away at that list, you know. And I think that's when you start just don't, Think about like the bigger picture, just look at like honing in and focusing on on one or two things that you can get through and at least that's sort of still a good win, that you're you're working towards the end goal and not feeling overwhelmed by it.
0: Yeah, just a small win for the day, you mean? Yeah. Cool, I like that.
1: And then when things really go out the the door, I'll have a glass (laughs) of (laughs) wine.
0: That's when you just, yep, yep, definitely had those days before. (laughs) (laughs) Netflix. Gearing up, watching The Office again, and yeah, doing nothing. (laughs) Especially working for yourself, give yourself those days.
1: Yeah, and it's tough as well. I think sometimes when I think you definitely need a space that is your own. And I think when you're um, any person that's a small business owner, um, you're quite often working from home because you're you know making sure the costs are low. But when you have a young family, we have a one and a half and a two and a half year old who are literally at my heels mm-hmm. so it's tough when you you're trying to give them the most of you as well as you know your business and that is I think it's one thing when you're working for someone versus working for yourself you know if this is your like this is your a reflection of your work ethic your just every part of you like if you've, you're you want to do something well and you want to make it successful so I'm just very conscious of you know usually I'm putting in hell of a lot of hours when they go to bed and I'm exhausted because I'm already up at five o'clock in the morning doing the training. So just keep on paring away. But I think there's sometimes that I say this to my clients and I have to remind myself quite often is, you know, just be kind to yourself. There is definitely going to be days when it's just, it's tough and it's overwhelming. And then other days you absolutely feel like you're, you've got a spring in your step and it's good. Mm -hmm. Mm.
0: So do you have like a, me kind of use like a little mantra then be kind to yourself do you have is that just what you'll say to yourself or do you have something else that you you do to be kind to yourself
1: or Mm. I think definitely you know there's a few things that have been happening in life recently that that's definitely been one that has been a lesson learned I always think whenever I'm in a situation that's quite tough or challenging or whatever I'm always like what am I learning from it what's what's the universe putting out there for me for me to learn from this and I think from that it's it creates a lot of growth and it also creates a lot of perspective. And, and again, just, I'm a person. I'm very much, a, the glass is half full. I do okay. see it, I do feel grateful. And so I think it's just focusing on, on those things that you can control and the things that you can't, you've got to just let go.
0: And I find a lot of those times when I'm, for me, when I'm not being kind to of myself, that I'm, I'm w- worried about what other people are going to think about me. So yeah, maybe it's like, yeah, I didn't get that email sent out. So yes. kind of like thinking about training or maybe I was a flat for my session today or, um, yeah. yeah, I didn't text that client, yeah, worrying about these sort of external expectations of me. And then when I ask myself uh, if I was the kind of person who didn't give a F about what <laughs> you know, anyone thought about yeah. what I was doing, you know, if I was that, when I think of some of the older, you know, wiser people than me who definitely have that attitude and they seem quite happy how would i respond to this and and, i often realize that it's you know it is the thing that's making me upset about the day being rushed is a story i'm telling myself about how someone's going to be disappointed in me or someone's going to be angry at me or something like that
1: Mm. Um, Mm.
0: when all i really have to worry about is me
1: And i think we can be our own worst enemies i think a lot of the time that's you know the thoughts that we're having in our mind aren't necessarily there and if they are you know i think a lot of people are can give you a break. You know, I think we we tell ourselves stories that can be ten times worse than they actually you know really are, and that you can spend so much of your energy and your time and your thought and anxiety stressing over that when you know sometimes it's all just in our head.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's mm. awesome. Thanks. That's
1: good to yeah, realize I've got my my laptop charging, but I actually haven't got the power, and so I'm going to just quickly excuse myself. <laughs> okay. like, can you put the power on so I don't lose you? Yeah. Okay, we're good
0: we're good that sounds like something i would do <laughs>
1: <laughs> like i'm prepared I'm... <sighs> yeah.
0: tell me a bit about okay so like let's go back two years from now mm-hmm. like a couple of months before momentum is created and yeah. you're probably already itching to get back to work yeah. do you, so were you a trainer before you started momentum mm-hmm. Oh, yeah,
1: so yeah. I moved to Singapore in 2012 and my background was marketing and communications and major events. So I worked in not-for-profit and government and, uh-huh. um, and really loved it. It was really the last job I had. I was working for a charity for um, the Salvation Army. I was a head of marketing and communications for the Oasis Youth Support Network. So it was uh, basically 22 programs for homeless youth in Sydney. And so that was a dream job of mine. And then we moved to Singapore and I found it really difficult to find a job. And in that period of time, I had a list of things I wanted to do before I turned 30. There was 30 things before I, I turned 30. I like to be proactive. I like to <laughs> tick some things off lists. And one of them was to run a half marathon. And while I was fit, I, you know, I'd always gone to the gym. I was always that person that always ran at the same level, probably, you know, at a one or two gradients, you know, and just wanted to keep fit, but never really challenged myself. And this half marathon was on the list as number two because I hate, like that was such a daunting thing for me to do. And while I was, you know, obviously had a lot of time on my hands because I I wasn't working, I just started training and working towards that goal. And after doing the half marathon, I was like, this is what I want to do. Like I really felt kind of that euphoric feeling of I'll never doubt myself. I'll never say no to something. I want to always be capable. I want to always always want to be strong. I want to, you know, feel I can do anything. If someone said, let's go, you know, trek up a mountain. Yep. Um, my body's ready, I'm prepared. I think that sort of excitement of doing something that was both in mind and body kind of made me think, yep, I can do this. So I retrained. I became a, um, a my, my ACE certification and then I started working at a gym and then I also started working for a different company for doing outdoor group training. And I really loved that harmony. I liked the, you know working on with one-on-one clients and I also really loved that outdoor, you know, and I was training up to 30 people in a class. So I think that gave me a lot of confidence and a lot of excitement about big groups. But at the same time, I guess I really, the thing that I loved about the personal training was that personal, you know, one-on-one attention mm-hmm. to your clients. And You, you realise particularly when in Singapore, the hours that we were doing the training, you know, you're training young mums or mums that um, certainly have witnesses or, or, you know, if they're coming back from having a baby, there's certain things that, that they shouldn't necessarily be doing. And I wanted to give them that attention that in a, the bigger groups that I was training in, I just didn't feel, you know, it wasn't the right forum. So I guess when Momentum, when I was thinking about how do I want my business to look, that was one of the biggest things. I was like, I want to cut my numbers. I want to get to know my clients. I want to know them well. I want to know their strengths. I also want to know what their weaknesses are. How can I make sure that we're, we're catering to that and improving on that? So I think they're, they're the things that were mulling over in my mind. One of the big things I look back, you know, prior to launching, was after coming back from um, Ethiopia, where we adopted our boy, I had launched a Facebook page that was just like Vanessa Birch personal training. And it was just an outlet for me to sort of download my ramblings about health and wellness and mm-hmm. doing at-home exercises and, you know, working, making sure that you, you know, prioritise a workout in and around young children. And you know, I guess those types of things excited me because that was my reality at the time. And that was my outlet to be creative and, and just have a voice because at home, I think sometimes you can kind of get lost in diapers and feeding times and all that sort of stuff and <laughs> you go a little bit baddie. So by the time I had launched Momentum, I had about 450 friends and, and fans on that page. And I think that was a really good launch pad for me to rebrand it. And people then knew that we were ready to roll, that we were open for business, I guess. And so that was a really, in hindsight, I look, I'm just glad I had started something because then the awareness was already there the platform was already there for me to then talk about my business and invite people to come and, and check out the training style
0: yeah so how so, how did the name momentum get attached to that where'd that come from
1: i don't know i just i was one of the things i really and i i've kicked myself now if, if we're going straight into it one of the things again coming from my previous world was that i really loved the ability to to pay it forward and to do something that had meaning and i think that Certainly when you're exercising and you're keeping your body in shape and you're making sure that you're healthy, that benefits the people around you, not just Mm -hmm. yourself. But I also wanted the business side of it to be able to look at partnering with charities or partnering with, you know, certain organisations that we, through our movement, we could provide momentum to other people. And that's certainly one part of my business that I've constantly just, that's been my little niggling thing, like how, you know, we've certainly partner with charities and we've made sure that we, you know, local and also international, um, we're just about to sponsor a cycling club that are going to Vietnam to work, uh, to raise money funds for neonatal units in Vietnam. But I guess I, I wanted our movement to, to provide momentum in all aspects of our life. And I think that's, that's how it kind of, yeah, originated, I guess.
0: <laughs> wow. That's really cool. Hmm. I like that. That's I didn't. I didn't know that behind the story. I mean, I, when you're mm. telling me about sort of building some momentum in your own life around training mm. for the half marathon, mm. I think that's where. But that's a really ambitious and a good way concept of the seeing. It's good seeing more and more businesses um, pop up. There's a group mm. here in Melbourne called YGAP. that mm-hmm. a percentage of their profits go into Creating more sort of businesses that, yes. um, that sort of fit there that are, what do they call them? Social selling businesses. That are, mm-hmm. that are businesses, yeah, that percentage of their profits goes either back into their local community or to a charity, or, and the business is set up in a way that it can keep doing that consistently.
1: Yeah. Um, well, it's funny when I um when I went back to Sydney, so that's where I'm originally from. I was staying at a friend's place in Rushcutters Bay, and I was googling you know boot camps that I could go to around that area, and there's so many. And I went onto like three or four websites, um, and I was just looking at what's the point of difference between all of them. Who do I want to sign up with? I've only got a week. I want to make sure it's a good boot camp. And there was one boot camp, and I feel terrible that I've forgotten the name of it. But um, on their front page, you know, their homepage is like how they give back to so a portion of. Um, the fees that they get from the clients, you know, goes towards helping amputees in Bolivia. You know, have you know, mm-hmm. have these surgeries, and it's all. Like, I'm going to go to that one. <laughs> and it was, a, you know, it was a good training session. But it just for me, I felt like that. You know, having a bit of heart in what you do, and I think a lot of people are very socially aware and have a philanthropic heart at times. And I think that that's you know, it's nice to keep our own hearts healthy, but how we can also make sure that we're we're aware of what we're doing and how we can find purpose in what we do as well. Mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm. Yeah. I like that. Friend of mine has three buckets, which he talks about that we should try and keep filled. So there's vitality, which is your health, fitness, mental connection, which is like Mm. feeling like you belong and including Mm. other people belonging. And then the the other one's contribution. Mm. That's like, what are you, how are you sharing your gift? How are you helping others and bringing others up with you?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I think that, yeah, you definitely are. And I think that's where you start to feel more connected to your community, whether that's your immediate community or it could be a virtual community or it could be, you know, communities around the world that we all, I think, ultimately it's a sense of belonging that people want. And if you feel like you've, you've got a heart for something, you know, pursue it and make sure that there's so much need. And if you've got an opportunity to help out, go for it. Do it.
0: Yeah. So that's pretty important to you.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. We had, um, my husband and I had, uh, started a kids boot camp, again, purely because our son at the time was about one and a half and we just wanted to do something with him. We're, Singapore is a ridiculously expensive place to live in. So all the time you're just like racing around, playing, paying enormous amounts of money for just play days, mm-hmm. or play areas and stuff. Wow. So we thought, well, we'll just do a boot camp for, for. ideally it was him and his mates and that grew. And I think that was one of the cool things that we Able to do together as a couple, as well as you know, getting Thomas involved at the time. But through any money that came in from that, we were able to give back to the orphanage where Thomas had actually, um, yeah, where we had found him. So, oh, really, we were able to, to see that sort of circular effect. And then we went back to adopt our little girl, we could see, I guess, a product of, of the things that we had done through Momentum. So, it was good. Mini Momentum, we called
0: Mini Momentum. Yes, I remember yeah. seeing <laughs> about that. Yeah, it's oh, awesome. Yeah. I, I feel like people listening to this will be feeling inspired to find a way to do something similar. Mm. I'm gonna get um i get a bit businessy again, aren't you? Do it. <laughs> so, <laughs>
1: That's
0: uh, but I like I think I feel like we're finding a good balance here of kind of business with the sort of yep. soul of things. Mm. So so you cap your groups at sixteen, you said. Yep.
1: Um, yep.
0: and I mean you just mentioned C and Paul's expensive, but you you also have priced yourself sort of on the higher end.
1: Yeah. So it's funny. I think if someone go onto my website, they'll be like, yeah, the the prices that we have, so we have packages from five sessions to 10 sessions to 20 to 40. So the mm-hmm. cheapest will be if you're buying a 40-session pack, it would be $22 a session. In Singapore, you often would wouldn't blink an eye to pay $40 a session for any class. And I know there are so many other classes that offer 30-minute boot camps for $40 a session. So we're $22 a session at our lowest rate wow. and 30 at our highest. So I think when you're looking at the numbers, you're like, oh, that's, and particularly yeah. compared to Australia, for sure, you know, that's mm-hmm. outrageous. But at the same time in Singapore, it's kind of we're in the middle of the run, if not closer to the bottom end of the scale. So we even yeah. just recently are like, Maybe we can up it for a couple of dollars in each category because we're offering online payment, which, you know, if you're going through PayPal, they deduct, you know, everything. Yeah. So those are the things that we're now considering, but we're definitely more conservative compared to the market, I think. Mm-hmm.
0: Do you know if you've got, you can get Stripe in Singapore? Sure. Yep. Yeah. sure. It's another payment processor. And it, okay. they just use their credit card, so they can't use their yep. account. But the fees, at least the fees in Australia are pretty amazing actually, Um, even compared to the US. And the money just goes, gets held by them for a couple of days and it goes into your bank account. Okay. Is
1: this S-T-R-I-P-E? Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
0: (laughs) uh, That's one worth checking
1: out.
0: Okay. Just depending on on your users, the fees might be a bit less. Cool. So you're on the okay. So you're on the line because I thought because yeah, I'd seen your prices totally. when you you did our um, course for that. Yeah,
1: um, I mean the the cheapest one I've seen so far has, has been fifteen dollars a boot camp and yeah, the most expensive was was is forty or forty five actually. There's a new boot camp that's coming into the area that we one of our locations, and they're charging forty five dollars for forty five minutes.
0: So yeah. what's your strategy to stay profitable with if you're feel like you're charging on that that end of the spectrum mm-hmm. um, do you, you pay your trainers a flat fee or is it per session or per person
1: uh, it's so funny we um i think we pay our trainers very very well we pay yeah. them in uh, sort of increments so from one to five, um, they'll get a certain amount. Then from six clients to ten, and then from eleven to sixteen clients. Because I think again, they've they put in the hard work and the hard yards, and they should be rewarded for the, the you know they're the ones responsible for I guess their territory. So we want to make sure that they're being incentivized to work well and to nurture the clients that they have in their team.
0: Uh-huh.
1: But we definitely like you know up until that that top end, you know, we're we're paying over a hundred dollars. So yeah. It's good. I mean, it, we'd still feel very proper. Like when we start venturing into corporate training, and when we start venturing into, we just had recently the Singapore Cricket Club have a an elite hockey team, so first grade hockey team. We've been training them for the last ten weeks. No, so when is. we start doing those, that sort of end of of the training, that's when we really start making a bit more money that goes back into the business. And between my business partner and I, we're the ones that will be the trainers in that regard, so that we can just plow things back into the business and, and keep it that sort of pot in the yeah honey pot that we can sort of dip into and, and do the things that we want to do with the business and grow it so yeah that's been good definitely keeping your flow we're definitely got it's been a learning curve it's been something that we've we've grown we've had to I think sometimes at the very beginning we were very generous with okay kidding out all the, the trainers with you know a lot of equipment and that's one thing that we both my business front and I really loved was the The strength training portion of what we offer, and you know, with that comes a lot of equipment. Um, At the very beginning, we you know we spent thousands on on that. So now, you know, we're up to seven, eight trainers now. We kind of go, who's in the? You know, we're all on a WhatsApp. So instead of always like, you know, we don't need ten battle ropes, but we we've got so. We're in close of us, not most of us, some of us are on the east coast, some of us are near the city. So we just sort of we make sure that we've, we've got what we need for whatever program that we're about to roll out and then just share that equipment. Because, yeah, it's just pretty sensible. Just one, one in, yeah.
0: yeah, And then I guess with between, well, 17 sessions at the moment and then more, that's a lot of volume. So I guess even if you're paying your train as well. Yes. There's still enough coming out of that. 100%. Uh yeah so you mentioned your business partner again Mm. Uh, tell me a little bit more how that came to be and how you thought it might be a good fit
1: Mm. Amanda my business partner was a um, a client who used to attend my boot camps when I was um, working for a different company Uh Um, super fit super bubbly really You
0: stole her from the other place and then you started a business with her
1: (laughs) she wasn't a personal trainer she was just a client right so okay. and that was I was very very adamant if I was going to do anything and then this is my business we have to do it by the books and make sure that it's um it was all on so I said to her ages ago prior to even me knowing that I was going to launch the business I said you need to really do your personal training certification yeah so, and like you just you thrive in that and you love it and you can make sure that you work out for free now, which she's spending a fortune on all the things and but I also started training her as a one-on-one client and I think that makes a difference when I'm um, obviously doing personal training you get to know the person even better and so from that so I started sort of doing group fitness with her I was um, taking her on board as one-on-one and we just had a really good rapport and the thing that happened with Momentum when it launched I truly hand on heart was like you know what if I get two or three clients that show up and I do four sessions a week I'm happy you know they're my clients it's 100% my money and I'm going to love doing it and just out of the house you know that's I kind of had really small ambitions, really, to begin with, because I guess again, being just a new, new, new mum, I just hoped it would work and bring in a few few hundred dollars a week, and I'll be happy. But about five weeks into Momentum launching, I had over 75, 80 clients, and wow. I thought, holy moly! Like, if Thomas gets sick, if I get sick, Momentum completely grinds to a halt. And yeah, I said to Amanda, I really, she, she had just no, yeah, she had just qualified as a personal trainer, so the stars kind of aligned. Yeah. And she was super excited. Again, daunted, like she'd just become a personal trainer, and then she was becoming business owner and partner, and making sure that she, you know, felt like she was a uh, providing a really kick-ass, you know, session that she felt like yeah, she could take on board. Like I guess I'd had already had a bit of a reputation in, in the training style that I had, and I had built, and those clients were loyal to me because they were coming to. It. So I think she was very scared to okay, now I'm Ness is equal, and and she she absolutely kills it. She's uh, you know what you said. Like, how do I trust? Uh, there's one thing in terms of being and sharing a business that you're both good trainers, or you feel like you're, you know, offering a good service. But there's a completely different side where, you know, you're running a business. and needs business. So you need to be able to do the admin side. You need to do the finance. You need to do payroll. You need to do marketing. You need to do mm-hmm. advertising. And it was a complete gamble because I didn't know her well enough to know what her like. We, we talked about what our strengths were, but she has like again the stars aligned because. Her strengths have been my weaknesses. My weaknesses have have been her strengths. So it's been I don't know if I said that right, but anyway, we've, we've complemented each other very well in terms yeah. of you know my background, marketing, comms, social media. She's got a you know she used to be an audiologist and she used to run massive teams around the island as well as in and Sydney. So she's very admin task focused, and we keep each other you know well on track. You know we we not only see each other weekly, but we are almost daily in contact about things that we need to address and things that need to happen. And particularly we've got a team now with, we've got eight trainers and soon to be 10. So keeping them kind of all humming and making sure that we're all connecting once a month, but also uploading to our Google Drive and making sure that um, there's programs in there that is, you know, good resources for them to draw upon. It's been massive and I couldn't have anticipated it being the way it was you know, from the get-go because I didn't know her well enough in that side but I just was desperate to have someone that I felt I could trust and that had the same passion and I think that's one thing I noticed in her, that she Mm -hmm. had a sincerity and a passion to really train and and do well and succeed and she's very ambitious and wants to to make momentum the success it is. And I think that's one thing I felt very confident that it wasn't going to be someone that goes, well, I'm entitled or I'm, you know, I she was just always like from the get-go how can we make this work and how can it be you know brilliant so she she took it on as her baby as well and that was exciting
0: yeah, yeah that's yeah. what it sounds like she's, yeah. she's invested in yeah making she's yeah, taken ownership of 100% as Well, and
1: I'm so happy for that you know I, I, I didn't want someone to go well you know I've only I've only done this so much oh, I've only done so much and you know, <laughs> the rest is over to you I, you know, I particularly with um with the kids that we have, and she's got a, a, a seven-year-old and a two-and-a-half-year-old, three-year-old. So we still have young families and we, you know, we give each other a lot of support in that regard too. You know, there's some weeks that she's like, "Ness, I'm out, I can't. You know, she's spent three awesome weeks in France and I'm hating social media every time I get on it. <laughs> no. <laughs> but, you know, it, there's ebbs and flows. Yeah. I, I'm just grateful that I've had that, have had the opportunity to share this with someone. Loves it just as much as I do.
0: Yeah, that's cool. Mm. So, have you guys kind of defined you're in charge of this sort of stuff and I'm in charge of this with your strengths and weaknesses then?
1: Yeah, I think that naturally sort of gravitated to that from the very get go. But also, she has good, uh, she's got a very good design eye as well. So, we do all of our sort of in house marketing um, through her, but then I'll do the like e newsletters are my thing, the social media, you know, calendar and content that we put together. I'll I'll schedule those posts. Yeah, we definitely. I think it, it was never like a define. These are my roles. These are your roles. I think mm-hmm. that that definitely, um, you know, can to, can make things clear. But I think for us, we just we felt that we knew each other's strengths and, and how we just get on with it. And if anything falls through the cracks, we're immediately on it and supporting each other. If if one person's out or if someone needs a bit more help in one end of the end of the thing, yeah.
0: Yeah, so it sounds like communication has been a really big part of that, that yeah, regular change and this is where I'm at. A hundred percent. And that feeling like you can just say to the other person, oh, I'm out this week, you know, like having think, that space that you guys can yeah. communicate that way.
1: Yeah. And the things um, that just, you know, I just think I'm just grateful. She's, she's very much a person that's, you know, key attention to detail. So when we're starting to put together these, you know, we've taken on board um, you know, four or five trainers this year alone, put together processes, but she's, you know, created the manual. Like this is, you know, onboarding with momentum.
0: Ah, cool.
1: I'm like, yeah, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for that. You know, just it makes things so much clearer for the trainers as well and what their expectations are and, and, you know, making sure that there's a standard program from the very beginning. You know, if you're going to my boot camp or you're going to Amanda's or to Gemma's or to Maria's, you know, the format remains the same, but there's a lot of energy and obviously the trainers are different. So that gives... Every every client something exciting to look forward to. We're not just a carbon copy of each other, but we definitely do have standards of of the intensity and the sets and how we should just conduct ourselves professionally. I think that's echoed throughout. Mm. Mm.
0: So with a, a team of ten people, with you got you eight trainers plus you yeah. business partner, how do you keep that group like staying contacted and staying? invested in the business and not sort of you know sometimes you open up new i know trainers open up new locations and then that you know trainer kind of starts becoming distant from the group and and it starts feeling like oh i'm not getting paid enough or i want to you know i want to do my own thing and i know it's a fear a lot of trainers have yes yeah give that responsibility to someone else so what do you what do you guys do to to sort of we just
1: catch them. I mean, one of the biggest things that we said, like as a prerequisite, one is that you always have to come to someone else's session a week. That's a, a, mm-hmm. just a commitment so that you're making sure that you're giving feedback to another trainer and also getting your own workout in. But ideally it's then you're connecting with that trainer afterwards. So even if it's a, you know, 10 or 15 minute catch up afterwards or it could go you know go into a coffee, that's that element of staying connected. I and mean, sometimes there are classes that may not be particularly over the last month that haven't been well attended uh, well attended, but you know we've got smaller numbers so we can have up to three or four trainers coming to the session and I think that also has a you know a positive impact to our clients seeing the trainers coming and working out and enjoying the session and you know all catching up I think that creates again that reinforces that community that we're all supporting one another and enjoying each other's sessions so one is that they always have to maintain one session a week going to someone else's class but also Um, We have a Google Drive that has a truckload of programs that everyone has to upload their program to. So ensure that, you know, we're not reinventing the wheel every month in terms of what we're doing, but making sure that we're giving each other a lot of feedback. And and I think certainly, like, you know, we've used your resources and everyone's excited to share things that, you know, are exciting or new or different. And one of the best things I've seen is actually through uh, one of our trainers, Gemma, she's been using your, maybe the, program the, the boot cat. yeah and loving it and some of the pro, like again just the more of the community as a competition and like friendly competition sort of sets where all of the clients are getting in and everyone's well and truly like competing against one another and like that sort of friendly camaraderie that's been massive in our clients loving the classes and for us we're like okay we've got it we've got it up the ante like, I think that's one of the things that we're we're proud to have trainers that make us want to be better because we've got their strong trainers. And, you know, when clients are coming, going, Gemma, kicked my ass. I'm like, okay, (laughs) I need to speak to Gemma. What did you do? (laughs) Yeah. And then we also have a WhatsApp that we're always on. Um, we make sure that, after every session you know if we've taken some photographs or if a client has said something or has asked a question or wants to know like there's stuff that we fuel back into sort of the team and someone might want to write a blog about it or someone might want to post about it you know there are things that we need to we stay above board or if again we yeah we throw it out to the team we we need help with xyz a lot of the time someone's putting up their hand so yeah i think nothing will ever replace just spending time with your team and so for us we make it a regular point to meet up once a month and making sure that we're connected and that we discuss any issues everyone contributes to the agenda so do make it a little bit formal in terms of you know write whatever you need us to respond to and we'll make sure that we've got the time to, to cover it yeah. um, I definitely felt when I was working for another company just as the trainer I felt a lot of isolation when I was training by myself. I felt mm. like I was doing a lot myself and a lot of the clients never saw the business I know or,
0: mm-hmm. um, or <laughs>
1: you know, some of those things where you're like, okay, mm-hmm. and that's one thing going into my own business. I'm like, I want to make sure that not just we stay connected as a team, but that we also have a mix up where one a, once a, not once a month, but maybe like once every six weeks or eight weeks, I'm going to take, sunita's class she's going to come over to the east coast and take mine so that our train our clients also know who our trainers are and there's that element of we're a solid team and that yeah people can get to know us you know as who we are as momentum and making sure that they are uh, they enjoy the experience and not just stay with one trainer all the time i think it's exciting that you've you've got the variety and and we definitely have a strong team so don't just stay with me go to amanda's or go to someone else's and you know make sure that i'm on my toes and making sure um it does it makes I've got a client today who came to my East Coast, East Coast class that's going to be at my Botanical Gardens class. I'm like, okay, I've got to make it really exciting and different, you know, even just for this one client. I'm like, okay, I've got to, I've got to work on my program a little bit. Yeah. yeah, it's good. So it's
0: like a, a culture you've created there to, in a friendly way, provide the best workout possible Yeah, for I,
1: I really feel that, that that has been one of the biggest things for us. Like I, when I, we were just recently... To be interviewed by someone, and they were like, well, You know, what's the best thing that you, you know from your business? What's the best thing that you could say that you've you've enjoyed? And I said, it, It's a hundred percent the culture, it's a hundred percent the people that we've met, it's a hundred percent the community that we've formed. And it's one thing as well that you try and form something that's special, or but you ultimately you've got so many clients that come, and that really comes from the clients too that, that sense of friendliness and openness and ability to support one another and give each other. Encouragement, you know, that's something you can't you can't enforce from the top down. It happens from kind of that bottom up. But I think just making sure that we've got a really good community where every trainer has their own sort of location that they are um, responsible for, and so every trainer has their own WhatsApp group with the team that regularly comes. I think also fueling you know that connectedness with the people throughout, not necessarily those who just at that session on that day, but you know the trainer might connect and hey guys this is a workout if you missed it today or this is something that, you know, kind of gives that sense of belonging. And I think a lot of people, particularly in Singapore, when you're here, um, you know, we cater to a lot of expats who, you know, are getting their feet or, you know, have been here and just you know want to have an outlet that they feel connected to. And, you know, I think that's for us, it's been a nice, that's been the highlight for both of us is organically creating a community that we're so, so proud to be a part of.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, I'm hearing coming up a lot with the, uh, is this, just- the, your momentum boot camps is so much more than just a fitness boot camp. Mm. Even between the community you're creating with your clients and then with your trainers, and I, f- I feel like from speaking to other trainers who run successful boot camps as well, that that's it's not an accident that you have those things and that your boot camp is growing and thriving. Like mm. those, that can often be a bit, be aspect missing. Just focus on the fitness, mm. which leads me to question. I wrote a note earlier. What, <laughs> so earlier, you said in five months when you were just running it by yourself, you went from you got up to seventy-five clients. Like that's a lot, that's a lot of clients.
1: So, yeah, um, walk
0: walk me through that. What what were you doing then to promote yourself or generate word of mouth or?
1: It is 100%. Singapore is an interesting base where word of mouth is is just key to your business. Again, it's such, while, you know, it's small, it's um, a lot of people talk and social media is a massive thing here. I guess it is everywhere, but there's so many groups and people wanting to stay connected and be connected. And if you offer a good service, then people do talk. Um, I, you know, I had... A reputation from previously being a group trainer at a different at a different company, and I also had you know trained clients um, at a gym. I didn't steal anyone. I was six months out of the business, and then again, <laughs> then coming to check out my um, my Facebook page. I think that was again just that sense of being connected and knowing what I was doing. And so my first session, I had eight people come. And that was at the botanical gardens.
0: And that was just um, from like popping something on Facebook. One hundred percent. Do the session, okay?
1: Yep. I Actually, uh, it's funny, like I was definitely ready, but I also kind of had probably about three or four good mates who were like, you need to start this or else we're going to, you know, challenge you. (laughs) And so I was like, okay. And so they had also invited a couple of friends. I also, that first, while Momentum started on the 1st of September officially as a business and I was charging, I was starting selling packages two weeks prior to launching Momentum. I also did a two-week free trial. So they could come to like four sessions, I think, at the time. And so there was eight sessions that anyone could attend and then see my style of training. So by the time, you know, first of September launched, I already had people going, okay, I'm ready to sign up to a package. But we always offer a free trial and if people like it, they like it. If they don't, there's no pressure to sign up. But it did, it it grew quite organically. Uh, To be honest with you, uh, we're nearly up to... Our second year, we're you know, celebrating our second year anniversary in September we've probably spent about a grand in advertising. So, yeah, it has been a lot of massively word of mouth and there's lots of, you know, Singapore Expat Wives Facebook page and lots of different, you know, platforms where people can talk about what they like and, and we're fortunate to have a lot of clients that will speak up and talk about why they enjoy coming to Momentum and it's just grown and grown and grown. But I see that across the board. If, if there's, you know... a a summer apparel or you know, a nice, you know, clothing shop or if it's someone's like doing their own thing and people start to talk about it, you know, that can massively change the fortunes of a company here mm-hmm. in terms of um, their success and, and getting people on board. But people knew, I guess that's the thing, like people knew me, they liked my style and so they were, that was a good thing. Some people didn't and that's completely fine too. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah. What would you say your style is?
1: I like to train hard. I like to make sure that there's... There's a few laughs in between for sure, but, you know, I'm mindful. You know, I do think that if you're going to spend up to $30, if someone wants to come for a drop-in rate at $30 a session, I want them to get a good workout. Um, um, You know, I make sure that they're a rest, but then we're working solidly. You know, I think that's, it's a good mix between, you know, having a good time, but also really knowing that you're going to be pushed. And that's the thing, I think, keeping it small, I know how to push. I know what injuries people have. I know people are coming back from certain things or they I've had a couple of clients that have returned this week after being away for a month and they're, you know, seeing stars after doing, you know, burpees and whatever. I'm like, okay, we know, now let's take it down on a watch, <laughs> you know, yeah. like I can get attention. But I also think that, again, it just staying on top of, there's some some weeks I'm really good at it, sometimes I'm definitely not, but making sure if anyone walks away and I feel like they've, they, they weren't on their game or there's something up there, I'll always follow it up. Like, how are you going? How are you feeling? How do you feel after death today? And I think that's, you know, they've come back on, yeah, I felt my back was really sore or I didn't sleep really well last night. Those types of things. Just go, I, I'm actually concerned and I'm, I am want to make sure, if, you know, I haven't seen clients for a while, I'll send them a message or a text just going, you missed. Like, it's not, we want you back, but how like, have you been? And so I think that's the that's sense of people going, yeah, it's not just you know we're not after money we're after just making sure we we like our community we want you back yeah and you definitely feel that i think that's one of the hardest things of, you know there's some it's a very transient population here so we've had probably eight of our most consistent and committed clients that were with us from the get-go leave this summer like all gone you know and while we do have quite a number of clients i'm like those people you know you see every week three times yeah. a week they're like mates you know you know you know their kids or they talk about their kids. They know about Thomas and Ella and they're like, how yeah. they are they? So it's nice. It's nice to be a part of that. Mm-hmm. But I, yeah, I definitely think the word of mouth and the social media was, our, our, has continued to be um, our biggest form of marketing and advertising.
0: Mm-hmm. And so to work on that, I mean, you mentioned before you've got a pretty good social media schedule, but then also really focusing on making sure that clients are having a good experience with you like they're working yeah. hard enough that you they're feeling cared for and looked after and yeah. So, uh, yeah cool
1: so again you look at who your clients are and you also look at their strengths and you're like okay well i know. so we recently put up with two clients who are in their own advertising and pr business and we mm-hmm. said can we just have you out for lunch we'd love to download as much as we can and they gave us some fantastic information about things that we could be doing, things that we could be doing better, who we should be approaching, how we pitch to them, all those things that I certainly knew in my, you know, formal life but it's nice to be reminded and after having that lunch we walked away so excited and empowered and then a month later I'm like, has anyone done that? <laughs> so we've actually spoken to one of the client and just saying, look, we would love to, we'd love to actually use your resources and your brain and your um, ability because that's what she does day in, day out. And how can we make sure that now we can actually properly get into PR and marketing and doing it well? That's been something that we're now willing to invest in and make sure that we're doing not just relying on word of mouth and, and flyers and, you know, all those things that we do. And, you know, we try and do a lot of partnering up with different businesses. If we've got an event that's coming up, we'll do a cross promotion so we tap into their audience and they can tap into ours. But now, yeah, we're definitely looking at ways in which we can be more strategic and a little little bit more exposure.
0: Fantastic. Mm. Okay, I'm aware of the time here and of your time. So I just have one more question for you, Ness.
1: Sure.
0: Fast forward 12 months, what would your vision of where Momentum, where would it be at if, like, things were...
1: (laughs) A-OK. You know what, I'm so grateful for what I have. I really do. I love what we do. I love the the team that we have. I think it'll probably be empowering our team to be more in a leadership position. So if we do get more, you know, more locations and more trainers, like those that have been with us from the get go as trainers, I'd love them to be more in a, you know, sort of managing role too. You know, there's certain things I think we can definitely tap more into corporate training. We've only got a couple of clients there and how we could grow that because that's exciting too. I also being a mum, I'm always going to wear my mum's hat, and so I love. Right now, I'm back to doing outdoor group fitness with one to four year olds on a on a Tuesday and Thursday afternoon, and that's certainly Tuesdays and Thursdays I crack open a bottle of wine. <laughs> but you know, I love that type of you know that's a hobby that I'm doing on the side now, more so just because it's at my condo. The kids are you know all around that age, and my kids are definitely involved and love it and tear up a storm. I'd love to see how we can do that and do that across the island because there's so many as I mentioned the price point of things here are outrageous you know for a little girl to go to an indoor play area it's $20 a session you know and right now I'm charging $10 for a boot camp that they can go to and just run and be outdoors and yeah get ready and I think that's one thing with Singapore everything's so hot I and mean, it is so hot here um you kind of tend to have play dates and stuff inside with your kids. But I'm like, it's so nice to get them to run and to move and to have kind of the life that we had when we were growing up in Australia where we you're getting dirty and yeah. having fun and you're chasing your mates. So definitely, I definitely love that to be more of a, a part of our business where we're offering you know, group training for, for kids and small group training and making sure that they're just getting in and having fun. You know, It's not about them doing anything but just moving and, and laughing and excited to... Yeah, Thomas, who's now two and a half, is like, boot oh, camp, boot oh, camp. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, you know, getting them exciting. So I think if, if I could have that, if we could focus on those sort of areas where we could grow and, and do it well and do it organically and not feel like we're pressured into anything, I think you're always trusting your instincts and what the right move is at the right time. And quite often having, um, again, my business partner, we often look at each other and go, we could do this, we could do this. How exciting would this be? Like you, you kind of get into this headspace of, okay, let's, let's go for it. And then we kind of step back and go, but who wants to drive that? You know, neither of us. Mm. Both not feeling that we've got the energy and the time and the dedication to do something well. We do step back. It's not that we don't want to, but we know it's a, it's a conscious decision that we're not going to go there if, if we feel like it's, um, you know, taking it away from being a good business that we enjoy but also has a good balance with our life. And when that starts to do more of a tilt then we've got to really start to see if this is what we want if we want it go for it if we don't then we keep on keeping on and it's doing well for us mm-hmm.
0: awesome mm. yeah thanks <laughs> all righty guys thanks for listening if you uh really like our episode you can uh leave feedback and check out our show notes yeah you can find the show notes to all our episodes at trainers com forward slash podcasts uh, and if you're feeling generous or you'd really like to let us know how you're feeling, you can go to iTunes and leave a really nice review for Kyle and myself. Yeah, or if you want to help us spread the word and get more trainers you know, putting some of this awesome stuff into action and helping to improve our industry, uh, just email this onto someone else or forward it or tell them about the show. We'd really appreciate it. It's really helpful. I've been uh, Dale Sidebottom. I've been Kyle Wood.